Hi, I'm Danny Penna, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7 with host Eric Fiorello. Get strong. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 23rd of September, if you can believe it. I was over at my sister's last night, and we were already talking about like Thanksgiving and Christmas. And to be honest with you, it's not that far away. I mean, uh, I can't believe how quick this year has gone. So, um, you know, you got to look at things, man. It's good to be with family, your friends. Lots of training, lots of eating, lots of sleeping. That's a good thing. I just love all that because I was talking about this. I had to make a um, a bio, so to speak, uh, for our YouTube channel and for Instagram for the gentleman that's doing all the new work for the businesses. And that's one of the things I said in it. Wasn't it great? And it still is. You go out. You don't have all the answers. You go out and train real heavy and hard. You know, and you get some good protein or you got some good eats and you sleep a little bit, and you read a little bit, and you think a little bit. I love all that. I don't know how many people are still doing it. I have a feeling anybody that's on here with me probably still is. And hopefully we are educating a whole new group of physical culturists out there. So on that note, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion, I am unstoppable, and I've also been saying this all day to myself, and it's revolving around in my head, this is why it's coming out again, I am, I have, I can, I do. Why? Well, I'll tell you, if you've been listening to the rewiring shows, and all the refiring I'm doing now, you get a little bit of it, but Steve Cotter will be on, I believe, in December, because he's away all over, putting on workshops out of the United States, and we are going to do a show which will probably be one of the biggest shows ever here if you're into how to work your mind. We're going to hit the reptilian brain, so that's going to be real interesting stuff, and I'll tell you one thing, you want to hear a couple shows that were just killer. John McKean finally came on here, we welcomed him to the family, and a girl that trains at the same gym, Beth Shawarski. I put her show up this morning. Um, she's incredible, and she's competing in the all-around lifting. Um, I know she set the record for the bent press the first time she did it. You listen to her. I mean, she's like a ball of fire. I was so happy to talk to her. I mean, she you can tell how inspired she is, and it just comes across when she speaks. It's dynamite. So think about all those things. Also, 
Go out to FiorellaBarboco.com, winners and champions. That is our premier product, 14 modules. Digitally download them. You got enough material to last you the rest of your life. And everybody says, well, you got to do this, that, and the other thing. I'll tell you what. Why don't you go out and just learn the basics, squat, deadlift, and some form of a press, whether it's overhead, floor press, bench press, or combine them. I'm telling you right now, there's nothing like the basics. You can add everything you want to it, but when times are tough, you always go back and renew and restart everything you've ever done. It will inspire you and fire you up to be the best you can be. Also, too, our Prosperity Conscious page on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. There's a $25, investment, not donation, investment in both companies. goes right to my PayPal account, and it goes into the business strictly. Nothing else, and that's what we're doing. We are magnifying everything here. We are putting our intentions out in the atmosphere everywhere. And I also said on the last show, I'll say it again, I want to thank Ontario Canada for being big-time listeners. Tell your friends, push the shows out. The biggest state in the United States that's listening to Eminem right now, if you can believe it, because I was shocked, is Virginia. California and New York are right on its heels, but I couldn't believe it. It was amazing, and the stuff is just happening all over. So check all that out. Also, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. We got our pal Frank DeMeo in here who's been with me from just about the beginning, who's been a huge supporter of myself and Eminem and FBC. And this is, like I said, Frank, like so many other people, are the big spokes in the wheel here. And we don't want to lose them. We want them here for the next 30 years. It is that important to where we're going and what we're up to because I won't deal with some of the stuff anymore. Um, not dealing with, with 20-year-olds, you know what I mean? It's like you got to be here, you got to do things, et cetera, et cetera. This show is spiraling in a way now. It's built so much momentum. As I was telling Frank, there's so much stuff I got to do behind the scenes now. And to become very fluid with with cash, to be able to go away and compete, to create new products, to help people with solutions, to offer something that people are going to want to purchase here and use for the rest of their life. That is the main ingredient here because this show is the platform for everything. And I mean everything. And I couldn't be happier with it. We'll be up five years on the 29th of this month, if you can believe it. The company's six years old. FBC was up almost a year. It was up six years in April of this year. I'm very, very proud, but very, very, I'm never complacent with anything. And as I said, because a person asked me recently, so what if you made $10 million today? I said to him like this. $10 $10 million I could have today or I could have $5 in my pocket, it's not going to change a thing because my work ethic's never going to change. Maybe I can do some other things. Say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go away for Iceland for two weeks, but I got Wi-Fi. can still do a show. We can still film. But my point is it gives you the freedom to do the things you need to do. And a lot of people got great ideas, but you know what? If you're not going to have the money to do it, you're not getting anywhere. And I tell people that over and over. Ideas are dynamite. Dynamite. 
but it costs a lot of money. This show costs a lot of money to run. Just the show. We're not talking about anything else. So I would encourage anybody to be an entrepreneur. It's the best thing you'll ever do. But let me tell you, you're going to have to really deal with the times that are not easy. And, you know, everybody says, well, they're a billionaire, a millionaire. They got it easy. I got news for you. Most of those people that are of that degree, they have more problems than you would ever think of. But that's how life is. And that's why we're here to offer solutions. So also go out to uh, MotivationMuscle.com, sign up for our free newsletter. It goes right out to my MailChimp account. You know how we are with content here. It'll come right to your inbox. Another way to put money into the business to invest is through advertising here on MotivationMuscle.com. Come on in here. I will work with anyone, and we will make each other a good, good living. We will put the brand out. You will help us, and we will keep growing as you will. Also, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Um, One thing I want to say, too, Dale Dugas, he's been very generous with me with uh, liniments and a bicep formula and a lower back formula. Um, Go out to DaleDugas.com and put in MMJOW. That's MM. J-O-W. Tell them I sent you. We got a couple people that we're going to go out and talk to them because they're very interested in those formulas I was talking about. Dale's a hell of a guy, man, and he's been great in here. His show's cranked, too. So thanks, Dale. I appreciate everything. Now, on that note, we've got a real good – we've got one of our – I got to say, I don't know who's been on here the longest, but Frank is definitely up there in the top two or three. Um, Roger LaPointe was my first guest. Roger's on sporadically, um, but I think Frank's maybe second or third, I believe. He's been with me for a long time. I'm going to give you some information on Frank, number one. Frank is the cave gym owner. Trainer, strongman, mace fit coordinator, and he's a writer too. And we're going to talk today. And I, I thought of Frank when I got a hold of him. The topic is called "Not Enough." Now you're going to find out what that means when we get into this. But I'll tell you right now: if you are a physical culturist, if you believe in mind, body, and spirit. You're going to be like, those guys are right on the button. I think of this all the time. So on that note, Frank, it's always an honor. Welcome back, brother. Um, what can I say? Thank you for being part of the family. Hey, thanks, Eric. It was an honor and a pleasure to be on here. Appreciate the invite back on. Yes, sir. Um, give out any websites, uh, anything with the mace work, and we'll get started. Sure. We have two websites. We have a cavestrong.net and macefit.com. Okay. Plus for all of the social media, and uh, we can talk about that later. Okay, great. Um, Not enough. This is what I was saying to Frank. Um, And I was talking about this today. I had to do a bio for the gentleman who is doing major marketing here behind the scenes for Eminem. And I said we're, we're creating this big network that we're going to be bringing other people in down the road if they so choose. And I got thinking, and when I said not enough, you know, I was talking about this on the bio. And I said, is it, you get a 500-pound squat. Well, suddenly now we want 550. And it's always like, okay, we hit that. But 
It's not enough. It's at least this is the way mine my mind is always working. It's the same way. When I was saying that, it's like, what are you eating? You know, we talk about, I, I was talking about years ago when my buddies would be over and be training. We'd have a blender out there and we were blowing protein shakes up. It was, you know, whether people are like, well, I don't know about that, or we're dropping 25 aminos at a shot when you know you're not utilizing all. But my point is, it inspired the hell out of us to train that much harder, to like it that much more, to share an experience with one another that most people are never going to do. You're tight with your brothers. You watch each other's backs. You push each other. You're going to yell at each other. We've had fist fights here before because you're so into it. You're so dedicated to it. You so much want it. And that's what I mean when I say not enough. It's like, okay, I did this. All right. Then the next day I'm like, well, you know what? I want to go now to 575. Same thing, the press, the pull. I don't care what you do. Want to walk with a bigger stone. There's just things that go off in us, whether it's from prehistoric, DNA, rewiring. I don't care what it is. If you're dedicated to being a physical culturist, and we, we stress mind, body, and spirit, because whatever you want to call your spirit, you can call it belief, you can call it God, however you want to rationalize it in your own mind, if you don't have belief, you got nothing. Nothing. You're not going to get to where you got to get because we all know, and I'll give it to Frank. I'm sure Frank can attest to this too because I can. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to doubt everything you're doing or talking about. Everybody wants proof. Everybody says, well, I don't know if you can do it or why do you want to do that? Or you could get hurt, this, that, and the other thing. Well, geez, man, you get out of bed and trip and break your neck. I'd much rather go out there and break my neck out there. At least I stood for something. Frank, it's all yours, brother. Uh, that's um, it's a good subject there, Eric. You know, Love it. Satisfaction and complacency are two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you never want to lapse into complacency. But when when you're training in training and in life, you know, when you when you hit a level of achievement yep nothing wrong with being satisfied with it but if you get complacent there then you're going down yeah yep it's like it it's like getting the hook pulled on you frank like you're getting pulled off stage you know what i mean it's like okay you're not that good see you later you know it's you know you hit the thing though with complacency because we live in a time of complacency in my opinion and not everybody's like that, but we always got to see the sad stories or the tales and the woes and all this. And I understand why, especially a lot of the younger kids are in the mess they're in. Because, you know, I know in New York, for instance, this, this climate change is just going berserk here. And you see so many of these young kids and it's like none of them have ever experienced life you know, they're going by what these professors are saying or whatever, these teachers who this is what they've done their whole life. They've never had to go out and work hard for a living, like where, I mean, drive a truck, support a family, you know, two, three jobs, the whole thing. And it's like I look at things like that, and there's so much 
they don't know. They, I think people naturally want to be part of something. But what they're doing here is they're setting themselves up for not only the complacency of kind of sitting back and saying, okay, I'm part of this, but what do I got to do and this and that. And not only that, which is the worst thing I see, is the fear. It's been it's been struck in so many people about so many different things. We here in this state, again, 13 years from now, because of what we've done in the environment, we'll all be dead. Now, as a young kid, try to think about that, how they're interpreting things. This is why 13-year-olds, boys and girls right now in the United States have the highest rate of suicide. We were talking about that the other night. My brother was over for his birthday. And we were like, you know, we talk about it and we're like, think about when we were 13. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, you never thought about things like that. I mean, holy cow. And it's like, you know what we were doing? We were lifting weights. We were doing the not enough. We weren't sitting around waiting for something to happen. Because I'll give this right to you, Frank, but you'll love this. This is my mom's story, one of them. We talked about a couple guys that were over here a few years back, you know, um, they all talked a good tale, but they never really put the rubber to the road hard. And my mother was talking to me one day about this one gentleman. Nice guy, but, you know, not not what I would have hung around with or anything because of just the thought process and not the aggressiveness and all that. And my mother said to me, which I, I took uh, as quite a compliment to all of us. She goes, you know, you your brothers, your friends who used to train here. And, I mean, we used to train down in my cellar, and it was wild. And, I mean, I I couldn't believe my father would eat, but my father liked it. I mean, um, and all the kids and Jimmy and Big House and all that. And she goes, you know, in all the years you guys trained and your friends, she goes, i never seen any one of you ever say, oh, I got to go down and lift tonight. She goes, you guys were just so ready to roll all the time. Even if you didn't feel like it, you were there. And when you talk about complacency, that was never even a word spoken around here because all we wanted to do was get big and strong. Big and strong, big and strong, learn something else, eat something else, drink a different protein powder. You know, there was one time, Frank, it was so wild. A friend of mine owned a health health food store. And it was the worst stuff you could ever drink. It was that liquid protein. It would li- literally go through you. And we bought cases of it. And we thought it was the coolest shit in the world. We'd be drinking this stuff. You'd drink two of them, three of them, which you never should have. You'd hear your, you'd hear your uh, stomach start gurgling. And it was like, we better pull over and go find a bathroom like real quick. But my point is this. It was just the adventure. It, it, I don't know if people do adventures like that anymore it's like let's go in the gym let's do some selfies and we go home not my gig at all it's all yours frank <laughs> now that's that's a good point terry yeah you know the people that are have to be the crowd followers have to have social media tell them what to have what to think and they're you know totally manipulated by social media movies tv YouTube, you you take it. They're like, you know, losing the ability to make critical decisions. Yep. And any ambition to do anything beyond just being a vegetative state, just consuming information and sitting on your butt. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, 
really it's it's a wonder for what we have right now because all that you talk about the fear, you know, fear sells. Fear keeps the eyeballs on the screen, and that keeps people coming back to watch it. You know, a good example was when this uh, last hurricane came to yeah. Dorian. Yep. That was a monster and a very dangerous storm. But, you know, you go on, on the news, regular news channels, oh. and they're, they're full-blown fear-mongering yep. crazy. You go on the National uh, Oceanographic and, and Atmospheric Association scientific website, okay, well, here's where it's supposed to go. That's it. Yeah. Here's a wind speed. Here's a direction. So, like, no fear-mongering, just facts. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, so all that stuff and the, the people that are so, you know, that emotions are addictive. Absolutely. You know, they're contagious, you know, and you can get fear. Look at, look at the example of uh, lemmings. You know, it's like uh, one lemming gets scared, he starts running, the other follows, and they'll go over yep. the cliff together. You know, yeah. it's like, yep. Yep. You know, no. it's like yeah. nobody's leading. Everybody's in, in panic mode, just going whichever direction the mass moves. And uh, well, you, so this is very, very prevalent. Well, yeah, but you know what the biggest thing is, too? You're right. You hit it. The media. The media, the media, media. And, you know, at one point, maybe you could say it was all innocently done, but there's no way. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. They that is all planned out. They're sitting in a room saying, "Okay, what can we do tonight to take people and turn them on end?" And this is this is why I feel that physical culture it it should be taught in schools. It should be everywhere because people need an alternative instead of being, as you say, wussified, soft. Um, and people say, well, you know, I don't want to do the stuff you're doing. And I've specified this on shows, people that have trained here. I could take a sandbag at five pounds and start turning you upside down in a good way. And you have to go in there and get bloodied up a little bit to begin to start thinking, to begin to find your spirit inside. The problem is, and it will always be, is you build from the inside out. You do not grow from the outside in. And this is where everyone is getting hoodwinked, and they're being taught all this stuff. We were talking about just economics the other day. How many people even know how to set a checkbook, you know, whether they're doing it online or they have it? They're not taught about money. All they're talked about, taught about is money is evil. I'll tell you what, not having money is evil. And none of us are supposed to be living in poverty. We should all be living very well. This is what God wanted. This is the way we do things. Nobody, everyone should be living a prosperous life. But, you know, you talked about forming things in your mind, forming opinions. When you keep getting, think about this. You feed somebody every day and tell them, you're worthless. You're worthless. You're worthless. What are they going to become? worthless if you tell somebody that you are the best you can do anything what do you think they're going to do yeah they're going to get lumps and bumps too but you know what they're going to be less prone to quit they're going to be more prone to succeed and this is what we need in the world you said it like my dad be a leader not a follower be a leader not a follower this is what it's all about They've taken things that were very important to the structure of this country and to people in general and minimized them and made so many things look like 
well, if you do this, you're this, or you're this label, or you're this label. What people have become now, we talk about fear. They're so afraid to be called a name now. You see this all over. They know right from wrong, a lot of people, but they will not stand up. And I'll tell you why. Most people are getting something now, whether it's job, government, friendship, whatever. Somebody is giving somebody something, so it's like this. Why am I going to open my mouth? I'm going to lose maybe my pension. Whatever it is, it's all yours, Frank. It's a a very – it's not complicated, but people complicate it. And I'll go back to what I said, and I'll give it right to you. Get in the gym. Get in the gym. Get somewhere where you're around people that are like-minded and better than you. I guarantee you, you will break away from that outside pack. It's all yours, Frank. Yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. You know, trying to just get in a government-induced uh, comfort zone, yep. like in uh, so people screaming about socialism and uh, Medicare for all and free college and free healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, um, I met two different guys, uh, when I was out of town a week or two ago, both of them, each in a different country, but both of them grew up in when the communists took over their country. Mm-hmm. Both of them, uh, they had like a family business. The government took the business by force, took their home by force. Now they have no income, no place to live. And, uh, you know, they're going into the communist state. Yeah. They say it owns everything. And uh, they were telling me how adamantly opposed to the rise of popularity of socialism in this country. Yep. They're greatly disturbed. It says these young people did not understand socialism just one step away from communism. And we've lived in communism. Mm-hmm. We know how horrible it is. He said the young people need to open their eyes and they're being greatly deceived and they're being fed. Uh, you know, they got them on the path of least resistance. Yeah. And that's, yep. uh, they're e- easily herded that way. Well, let me, Frank, I want to ask you this. This is real interesting, too, because it all goes with what you just spoke. Why, why is it, I, I mean, I can think of the answer, a million of them. Why is this so attractive? And it's not only the young, we know there's still a lot of 60-year-old hippies out there and all that. Why is the idea of being taken care of? Um, so attractive to these people. They don't have to work. There you go. There you go. But I got and news. Neither does, a, neither does a hamster. <laughs> Just feed him and he runs around to feed him some more. Clean his cage. That's all you got to do, right? Yep. Um, but you know what's real interesting, too? Because I was thinking about this before the show and, you know, when we were talking the other night, my brother and I. You better be careful, especially still in this country, if you start trying to take a man or woman's livelihood, especially you have little ones, because we know you mess around with little ones, the mama or the father or both are going to come out and finish you off. Uh, they got a little bit more of a problem here than they think, and the scare tactic of the world ending, and, you know, unless we tax you or take, two-thirds of your income there's only one way we can survive and this is why 
all this stuff that's being told, you know, especially when I talk about the platform of M&M, it's like you have to have something and many things out there now that are going to grab hold of these people and get them off that bandwagon because it can do nothing for you other than not only enslave you, but will kill you very early in your life because they had a big, they had a big thing here all about climbing again. And, you know, all you do is see a lot of young kids in it. I'm saying to myself, what else are you doing? I mean, is this it? I mean, you know, and they'll say, well, it's noble and, you know, there are problems and that's their belief system. But the problem is it cascades into everything else. Like, you know, they don't want to drive cars because if they start a car, it's going to pollute the uh, environment. Come on, cows, same thing. They've been saying this stuff for 60 years and none of it's come true. The biggest thing I heard the other day, Frank, and I was like, I was like, now it's gone to really epic proportions. They feel that high school football or anything like that should only be able to play two quarters max because the sweat, the um, thought, the um, ability, you know, to get hurt, obviously, uh, they need to start taking that all away because, you know, it's cruel. They're they're banging in each other. Kids are getting hurt and all this. I'm saying to myself, if we thought this way over 200 years ago, you and I wouldn't even be sitting here talking. You know, and, and you know, this is the most marvelous country in the world, to think that Frank and I, Frank's in Florida, I'm in upstate New York, we can talk like we're in the same room together, literally. We can talk shop like we've been talking and mixing other things in with it. You know, we can talk about weights. We can talk about sandbags. We can talk about clubs. We can talk about eating. We can talk about attitude. Okay? When you no longer want to do that or you don't buy into it, you wonder why people at 13 years old are having the highest suicide rate. I mean, people should start paying attention to things like that if they're not. This is some serious, serious stuff. And I know it's a little bit different world. People say, well, it was this way when you are It was not this way when I was a kid. And not only that, if I stepped out of line, guess who was going to put me back in line? All right? Uh, you didn't mess around with the old man. And if you messed around my mother and pushed her too far, you're going to get in big trouble. But him, it didn't take much to get him on your case big time. And, you know, I talked about this with Carmen the other day. Carmen Caputo, I want everybody to know that. Um, You know, because he's from my neck of the woods originally. And we talk about all the Italian things. And, you know, he reminds me a lot of my father when we talked about the dinners, the meals, the hotheads, all that. And I'll tell you right now, you know, I had I had my share of shit with my father. You know, I mean, being the oldest, and they had a lot of pressure on him. But I've, I've you know, I go down to the cemetery still, Frank. That's where Jimmy and, and Dad are. I go down there, sometimes read to them, sometimes just talk out loud to them. And people say, well, how do you know they're there? I said, I don't know where they are. I know they're with me. Maybe not physically, but they're always with me. And I said I would I would give the day to have my dad to my right or left side right now as I'm talking to Frank DeMeo. Because not only would I know my dad be proud of me, it was so many things that he instilled in me that have really kept me on the straight and narrow, even with all the stuff with the businesses where I could have just broke and quit. But there's one thing I'll tell you. 
And we talk about not enough with so many things. I never want to disappoint my father, even though he's not here physically. That was always one of the most important things to me growing up and being a man now. Still to this day, I don't ever want to disappoint my father. It's all yours, Frank. Um, that's a good, that's a good point, Eric. The uh, not enough. That that was a good description of of my father. Yeah. Because yep. I'm sure b- both of our families are immigrant families. Yes, they are. And, uh, yep. My my father's uh, parents came here through Ellis Island legally. Yep. yep. And uh, you know, dirt poor. Yep. Couldn't speak English at first, but they got basic jobs, learned to speak English, and uh, raised their kids the best they could do. Yep. My my father's coming up, and the uh, town he lived in was they were they were so poor he, he wanted to get out of there. So when he when he got a chance to uh, he got a chance a very unusual way. Uh, Pearl Harbor happened. Oh he, wow! Yeah. He was uh, he was he had gone into the uh, Marine Corps. Yep. And uh, boy, his life was forever changed. So, but he had never finished high school. I think he got maybe ninth to tenth grade by the time the invasion happened. And he went off, and he got in the Marines, and and he dug in. And uh, fast forward, he spent 28 years in the Marine Corps. God bless. World War II, yep. Yep. the Korean War, and yep. he was still in during the Vietnam War, though they didn't send him to Vietnam. Right. So he and he took every opportunity to advance himself, coming up with practically no education, who eventually worked his way up uh, through the enlisted ranks got commissioned as an officer and, and worked his way up. And he was on a list to be promoted to major at the end of his career. Yep. He had like a ninth grade education. Yep. You know, it was like not, not enough. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah. But Frank, the thing is, um, the people that came over there in that era wanted to be here too. They bought into the American dream, which is still there. Um, they contributed, they brought their families here, they learned the dialogue here, how to live, the English, everything, and they've all done well. You know, my grandfather, obviously, when they came over, they are all from the north end of Boston, the Italian section, for anybody who doesn't know. Um, he was the oldest of 13, and of course, like a lot of the fathers back then, they worked themselves to death at a very young age. So my uncle or my grandfather uh, had to go out and work for a living to help support the rest of the kids and my grandmother. Um, very different time, um, but the families were woven tight. Even you know Italians can be the worst when you get on the bad side of one. But <laughs> but the whole thing is that ethic I know is in my blood. You know, and when I when we talk about today and sticking to whatever it is, putting your feet to the fire, it's never enough. You never get enough. You never get better than you want to be. You just want to keep growing and growing and you want to get smarter and you want to think harder and you want to teach harder. All these things. This is the stuff that we convey here. This is the stuff, in my opinion, that's not taught outside very rarely come to the cave you're going to hear it but how many caves or m&ms are really out there there's a lot of stuff out there but really what are they dedicating themselves to that's my point 
as far as I'm concerned with this show, FBC, anything here, everybody that's in the in the big wheel, the spokes, is this. I think we're very unique where I don't have anybody on this show that I feel uh, would not give whatever they had to give to helping someone. I believe everybody in here is of that belief. We all have to make a living. If we have to charge, that's one thing. But the point is, I never see anybody that would come in here and ask for help that would ever get a no. All right? That's very important, number one. Number two, you're dealing with Frank, like myself, as an entrepreneur, like just about everybody on Eminem. So we all know what it's like to work long hours, to get disheartened about things, to have things said to us that we don't like or we no longer have anything to do with somebody that might have been in our lives for decades. We understand all that. That's part of life. And my thing now more than ever is this. Surround yourself with like-minded people, but make sure you've got people that are better than you around you too because you're never going to grow any other way. And here's the thing I said, and it was very unpopular. I got notes of this for the first couple of years where I said, it doesn't matter if it's family, best friends, or people you shake hands maybe one time with. If they're not in your corner and they're putting you down or they're telling you you can't do it or why are you still bothering after you're not making anything, here's what you do, folks. Goodbye. Because in my opinion, people, I, I, I'm not beyond criticism at all. That's not what I'm saying. But people that care about you and stand in your corner don't sit there and belittle you or tell you you're wasting your time. I've said to other people before, well, how would you handle it? I said, I'll tell you how I would handle it. I would come to you and say, is there anything I can do for you? And if they asked me what I thought, I would tell them. But I wouldn't hit them square between the eyes even if I didn't agree with them because I know in my case – I'm not giving this up for anything. I've equated this to having children. These are two of my kids. I would no more give my kids up than cut my head off. You try to take my kids, you're going to be in big trouble. I got news for you. So if you live by these principles, if you have the desire to do these things, if you take the action steps to do them, and you have that belief that no matter what, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I did a thing recently where I call it the subconscious mind. And before I go to bed every night, I have 25 I am's that I recorded and I play it every night. Every night before I go to bed. What do you think's happening in my mind all the time now? I have days definitely where it feels like the bottom fell out and I'm flipping out on shit. I wouldn't be human. But you know what I've done now more than ever besides living from the inside out? What ends up happening are these beliefs you keep creating and the visualization of the end result. None of this stuff lasts. You don't wake up in the morning thinking about what happened yesterday. What you think about is I am great. I am responsible. I am wealth. I am happiness. I am gratitude. Do you understand that, folks? It's just as easy to have a poor life as it is a rich life. It's all yours, Frank. Well, definitely the, uh, the mindset is, uh, you know, paramount 
in, yeah. in life. Yep. And, you know, we talked about moving uh, people being trapped in complacency by their own choice. Yep. You know, that that's the qu- quicksand or the, the comfort zone, as I say, the sewer pit of life. <laughs> if you want to just be comfortable, you stay right there in that mess, you know? Yeah. yeah. But to move on, you reckon you said earlier, get in the gym. And yep. I couldn't agree more. Yep. You know, you, you got to get in a place where, in an atmosphere that's going to challenge you, not to challenge you to do stupid stuff, but challenge you to keep progressing yep. and keep having, setting new goals, achieving those goals, moving on, being coached or corrected when it's needed, you know, and you're going to humbly and patiently work through the process that's laid out before you. But there's never a place of being stagnant or going backwards. It's always moving forward and whatever you, you know, it's like every three months we do our quarterly strength and work capacity. Right. Right. There for everybody in here, uh, except for the people that are separately on the Mace Fit program only, but the people that are doing all the barbell training, all the rest of it here, it's a requirement that you're going to come in and you're going to be tested on five barbell lifts, two body weight exercises, a, a steel club and a steel mace exercise and a sled exercise. Mm-hmm. And everybody's expected to progress every three months and log down in their logbook, which is also a requirement. And they have to have keep track of all that. And uh, I can call them up and check their logbooks at any time. They keep getting better and stronger because they're challenged. Yeah. Freshly challenged, ongoing. That's how they keep from being caught up in the the sewage flow of the culture and just going downstream. Let me ask you this, and I, I and I, I know enough about you where I know I can't wait to hear this. What does the cave have you feel that you have built out into it? that most places don't have, if any of them. What, what, what is the ingredient there, the wrinkle, that when you walk into the cave, whether you feel the aura or your presence, obviously, but what do you think you've got, Frank, that's different? Hmm. I didn't that mean to put... A very long, okay. No, no, that could be a very long answer. I'll try to shrink it down here. Sure, <laughs> shoot. Yeah, yeah. When people when people walk up to the door of the cave, the first thing they see is a no whining sign. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's right on the door. Right on the door. You, you no got, whining you got, allowed. You got to get a picture and send that to me for etched in stone. We got to get that up, man. I love that. No whining. All right, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. That that kind of lays the groundwork for when they walk in. Yep. And, uh, you know, I purposely left this place as, as raw and uh just primitive as I possibly could. Yeah. I mean, the, the cement floors are unpainted, just raw cement. I got I got mats down on part of the floor, but like we didn't paint the walls. We got graffiti on the walls. We have uh, you know, posters up about attitude. You know, we got penalty charge for whining and another no whining <laughs> sign. Five five bucks for whining. You know. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, stuff on the wall says no whistles allowed. It kind of like you get the point as soon as you walk in the door. Yeah. And uh, I've had people walk in, turn around, look around, walk right out again. It's of like, course. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Please leave, you know. Yeah. Yep. So yep. when people come in here, it's like 
it's kind of like I have a wuss deflector shield at the door. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't come in here. I'll tell people if I have to motivate you, you don't belong here. I'm you with you here, on you that. Bring, yep. Yep. You bring it when you walk in the door. Yep. And we're going to put you to work. And that's, yep. uh, so yep. the atmosphere here is a uh, small group, a uh, lot of uh, focused effort. Uh, we have a great time in here. You know, we walk in also. Every we don't we don't even go by people's real name. Rarely does anybody call by a real name in here. Everybody has nicknames. Nicknames. You know? like, yep. Yep. Yeah, it's like like one guy is pretty strong. We call him Forklift. That's his nickname. Nice. You know, I like and, that. Uh, yep. We got a young guy that speaks Japanese, and we call him Ichiban. That means number one. Ichiban. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got a, a little little short, tough biker chick. We call her Tenacious. That's her name. And that's, nice. Nice. So, and that just generates the atmosphere of, you know, yeah, this is tough. That's how it's supposed to be. That's why you're here. Yep. And uh, I'll tell people, no amenities, just results. Yeah. We don't have smoothie bars. We don't have chrome, chrome stuff. We don't have TVs. None of our nonsense. Um, you come here, you are going to work. Yeah. And that, and you know, that's vitally important to make sure that when they come in somewhere, there's no surprises. Look what you got here. If you want to get into this and be the best you can be, we've got it here. I'm with you because I could no more go in one of those places. I mean, they wouldn't let me in anyways, but I'm just saying it's like, um, it's really amazing how like with your establishment, you get the amount of people you're going to get in that because I think so many people are searching for that more than ever. I, I, I don't care what anybody says. Oh, I love walking in here. It's nice and clean. I can get on some type of machine and watch TV. Now, if that's what you're doing to, to get in shape, you're in big trouble. Or they've got their, or they've got their apps, you know, on their phone. Let me tell you something. Back where I am, I could no more watch an app on a phone. Then you know, uh, uh, I don't know, juggle, juggle a 250-pound atlas stone. What I'm saying is, it's like, how serious are you taking what you're doing? Seriously. I mean, are you thinking about that, folks? Well, I can't find somewhere. Or, you know, here's the old thing I always hear. Well, if I go to one of those gyms, um, you know, the guys are all looking at me and or I feel intimidated, you'll hear other guys say that, or, you know, these guys, I can't use anything because they've got this, that, and the other thing. I say, well, you know what? Then set your own place up. Go find a place like the cave or over here at FBC, and you know what? Ain't pretty. It's not going to be super warm in the winter. You might have to put on an extra sweatshirt, but here's the deal. When you leave here, you're going to know you did something. And that, to me, is the telltale of everything. What are you doing? What are you doing? What do you feel? What do you want to accomplish? It's all things that are very worthwhile. They take you places that you could never go with all this conventional BS. And that's what it is, folks. Do I need somebody to tell me, Number one, I hate the word theory. I don't believe in it. But how many times have I had to hear this lifting theory or this one who's an expert on this and that? And then you find out later they never touched a weight in their life. They look like death on a cracker, as they say. Okay? <laughs> you know what I want? I want a guy like Frank DeMeo that walks in and says, okay, 
no nonsense, this is what we're going to do today, or this is what we're going to do next month, or, you know, I've been watching you, I, I think you're set up, I think you'd be very good at strongman, flipping some tires, I'm going to train you, teach you how to do it, and we're going to run with it. That's how you excel. When you see those pictures of, like, my nephew Danny flipping the tire, lifting stones. At Christmas, he lifted that 61-pound Atlas stone. He never lifted anything like that. He lifted 15-pound sandbags I built for him. You know what I did? He and his father and I went in that garage in FBC, and Dan said to him, his father, Danny, do you want to hit that big Atlas stone of your uncle's? And he's like, yeah. I said, okay, I'm going to teach you how to lift it, you know, arms straight, stretched so we don't cock him and tear a bicep. I put it up on two little plates so he wouldn't pinch his fingers in case that rolled because I knew if that happened, that would be it. And that kid blew that thing up the front of him and just about, he had it right under his neck. If you go out to Etched in Stone for kids, that's the actual picture. Um, Kids love expectations just like uh, adults do. They want to be told This is what I'm expecting from you. This is our standard here at the cave or at FBC. You can decide if you want to be part of this standard. What do you want to accomplish? Because if you walk away from this, you're never going to be the same again. That's why I always say about Eminem. If suddenly it's like, well, it's not the way it's going to be. It looks like belly up or how much longer is it going to be? What good would I be at anything anymore if I walked away from this? I said they're like my children. Well, the other, the flip side of it is, too, you have your life in this, your heart and your soul. I walk away from this. Yeah, maybe I can go find something job-wise. What do you think I'm going to be thinking all day at that job? Geez, I wonder who I would have had on Motivation Muscle today. Or would Frank or John or Steve Gardner be writing me a big blog today that people would went bananas over? See, that's how my mind revolves. And when you're that, when you're, it's that intricate within you, there is no breaking away. It's only going uphill more, more. I, you know, people say, well, you march along now. I like the uphill because as we say, you get momentum with the snowball coming down. I believe as you climb the mountain, you get more momentum. These are things that go off in your brain, folks. That's what I'm trying to say. And your only way you're going to ever, ever, ever do this is you've got to do what we're talking about today. It's all yours, Frank. You know, when, the, when you're fully committed to something like yep. you are yep. and like I am, you know, there is no, uh, there is no escape hatch. You no, know, there is no back back door. You don't have a you don't have an exit. Nope. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, you die, you you exited. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, exactly. Saying? Yep. It's like uh, like I t- like I tell people that they they're talking about getting married, right? Yeah. I tell you what, you better shut the, shut the exit, make shut that back door and lock it, and never even think about using it if you're going to get married. There's only one way, and that's go forward. Yep. And the same thing with the training. You know, you run a business, you run a gym. Uh, even when uh, even when I used to cut trees for a living years ago, you know, there was like, I knew every day, uh, you know, five days a week, I'm going to get up. Yep. I'm going to get out my saws and everything. I'm going to go, I'm going to go cut trees all day, you know. Yep. Yep. And it was like, there was no pulling out of that until 
I knew it was time to go, which after several years it was. That's how I ended up opening the case. Sure. And, uh, but there's, you can't be easily shaken by the ups and downs of the economy or the business itself because you're going to have, you know, you're going to have rise and fall, rise and fall. And hopefully you're progressing upward during the little dips and upturns as you go. You can't get shaken or rattled over that stuff. You got to, you know, be a long term thinker. You got to be in it for the long run. And uh, you know, refuse to back up, refuse to back down, refuse to give up, and you just, you know, you just keep pressing forward. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what it is too, Frank. I mean, obviously, I've talked to you for quite a number of years now. You know, this is what I really try to convey to people big time. It's like when you're in this, you're in it for the long haul. You talked about marriage. You know, I mean, if you're going to get married to someone. And I know things happen, but I would hope most people would be in it for thick and thin. It's the same way when we talk about not enough today. We get injuries, we get tears, we get disappointments like you can't even imagine. But I will tell you this, as I said this morning, I played a number of sports. I was a good athlete. But when my hands touched that bar at 10 years old with those leaky sand weights on each end, I was hooked. I was hooked for life. I've never looked back. And the only time I had to take some time off is when I tore my left bicep in Iceland. Okay? Um, You talk about gratitude and luck, and there is luck in it. And the biggest thing was Jimmy. You know, as I said, I'm looking at Jimmy right now, his picture. Jimmy is the catalyst for FBC and Eminem. Everything's dedicated to him. Why? I'll never meet anybody that inspires me like him. I've met people that inspire me, don't get me wrong. But I watched my brother go from dot, dot, dot to die of pneumonia. Okay? So I know a little bit about things like that. And I'll tell you right now, it teaches you family. It teaches you dedication. It teaches you that life is bigger than what you are. But you know what you got to do to go out and enjoy your life? You got to go out and capture something you love. It could be anything. And I'll say this, and I'm going to give it to Frank, and we'll wind up as this. When you love something this much, you know, we talk about, you know, the cave. We talk about FBC and Eminem and all that. And you have to love this. I mean, love it. Love it like there's nothing else in your life. And then we talk about, you know, you get married. You know, Frank has a wife. I don't. Girlfriends, this and that. But. It all shifts to everything. When you bring the kind of love we have for what we do to your love life, to your family, my God, it's overwhelming to most people. I can't understand how you can be like this. Well, maybe you'll go out and try it. Well, no, don't try it. We don't like that word, try it. Go out and do it. Be a doer. Well, it's too hard. No, it's not too hard. It's not very hard to walk up to somebody and say, I love you. I used to have a hard time with that. I used to have a very hard time forgiving. Italian. You fuck with me and forget it. Now, I don't have to like you or whatever, but I forgive you and I forgive myself. Why? And I'm going to give you the big thing and I'm going to give it to Frank. The longer you hold on to this crap, the harder it's going to ever be to get to where you want to go. Because as you keep building these layers of garbage in your subconscious mind, 
How do you think you're going to cut through when you say, well, you know, I'd like to go here or I'd like to do that or I want to have that? It's going to be very hard. You're going to have to cut through all those layers. We talk about rewiring and refiring. That's what it is. And it's very painful. I got news for you. Initially, I've had things with all this rewiring I'm doing. I've had days where old habits that I thought I crushed with this, and it doesn't happen often, it comes back at you like 3,000 miles an hour. And you're like, what the hell's going on? And you can't even stop it. You have to let it all just come and get out of you. But I'll tell you what, it is wild. And this is what happens. But if you want that better life, I talk about four things I have on my phone. I want to be out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming in a, in a log cabin next year to live. Secondly, the car of my dreams, the car I want in my driveway is the LaFerrari, which is a million-dollar car, redhead. Second, thirdly, is a redhead, Italian redhead. I've already got her picture of her, where I want to be, who I want to marry. I can tell you through visualization, I've seen her and I together with wedding rings on. And I'm not a guy that's a real settled down guy, but that's what I want. And last but not least, I have a picture of $100 bills stacked all over the place in a beautiful pyramid, my first $10 million. When you think like that, and you visualize like that, and you write things like that, might happen tomorrow, could happen two years from now. It's going to happen, though. And I promise you, if you start thinking this way, I guarantee you the best life ever. Frank, summarize everything. Give out your info. Take your time, and uh, I'll sign off, and we'll get ready for next month, brother. Okay, thanks, Eric. Anytime. Yeah, I kind of wanted to uh, segue into this conversation about the, the birth and progression of Masick, because it ties right in with what we're talking about today. Sure. And, you know, Donnie Giafardino, mutual Paisano yep. friend of both of ours, <laughs> Donnie was the guy that actually uh, was the one that got me interested in working with the addicts, clubs, and Masons. Yep. And uh, he, came, he came up to the cave. Back in the, the very beginning of 2016, uh, he drove up here, no charge, just came up, brought the equipment with him. And, uh, and you know, just like having a sand weight when you're a young kid, yep. which I also had, when I got my hands on the mesas and clubs, I'm like, this, this is the next wave of fitness. I knew it right then, you know. Yep. Yep. So we started, uh, I started learning as much as I can from him. And, uh, he came up several more times, gave me hands-on training, and he got connected with Valerie Palowski, who's an incredible athlete and coach. Uh, did some online training with her, and then uh, Mr. Mace Man Rick Brown. I spent uh, about a year and a half learning from him on the internet, and but we kept implementing it into our training here. Mace of the clubs, Mace of the clubs, and uh, we started also feeding that into our testing procedures, so we were getting a track record of the results. Yep. And we started seeing people getting stronger and stronger and better and better and better using this. And finally, we had the system in place. So we started a certification. And then people uh, kind of were thinking, like, like, who are you to start a certification? Yep. You know? And it's like, I got the results. You know, the man, the man, man with the fact is not at the mercy of someone with an opinion. Exactly. Okay, I got, yep. 
I got the facts. So we got we got a track record. We know it works. So we run number certification. We've got coaches in Puerto Rico and England and probably a dozen states in the U.S. And now we're able to hit bigger events. Um, we're going to be up at uh, we'll have another certification next month here locally. Then we're going up to uh, in November. We're going to be at the Tampa Bay Strongman Classic. We'll have a booth up there demonstrating Mason Club there in the strongman environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, been down to Miami for a, a big competition in February. Back up this way next year. We're going to be at the Tampa Bay Strength and Fitness Expo big time with our whole competition set up for the Vintage Strength Games next year. So that's a, a big venue, big venue, uh, well, big conference center and uh, convention center in Tampa. So, but that's all kind of goes with that not enough mentality and strategy is that this is like nobody done this here before. Right, right. You know, so what? Time, time, time to do it. So we did. Well, obviously, too, you're the anchor, so you are pushing it. And see, you know what, Frank? This is what I've seen with a lot of things. There's a lot of people with great ideas, but who's stepping up to do it? See, you're stepping up to do it. And this is what you need. You know, we used to call it leadership. I don't know what they call it anymore, but it is leadership. And knowing your subject, getting like-minded people involved, and guess what? That big circle gets bigger, bigger, and bigger. Now you're going bigger and bigger places, and you're getting, obviously, more and more people interested in what you do, what you profess. Um, Very important. You know, um, you've got to have movers and shakers, or we got nothing. Got nothing. So... I commend you for all that because obviously you've been you've been sticking with it for a long time and you're very you know you're the one of the principals of it now and obviously Donnie I mean Donnie's done so much for so many people but you know you got to have people too that are going to go out and push the agenda too and um, I just think it's great with everything because we need this kids need this adults need this they need to know that there's alternatives to the nightly news and the texting. That's about all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. And this, and, and what you do, what I do, it gives people the ability to make choices that can change their life for the better, better. And I'm sure a lot of them would turn around and say, geez, why didn't I do this 10 years ago? Well, that's okay. Do it now. Do it for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years. That's the most important thing. Who cares about yesterday? That's why they call it yesterday. What else you got, Frank? That that pretty much much covers it. Um, might give a few of the social media places people yeah, might want go, to find us on. Go ahead. Uh, yep. You can find us on Twitter at, at Dewissified, on uh, Instagram at CavePix2, C-A-V-E-P-I-Z-Z 2. And uh, Facebook at Mace Fit Nation, uh, Cave Strong Nation. That's two good places to go. And, of course, on my own personal page under my name. Um, you know, we'll welcome questions. We'll, we'll do uh, workshops and demos pretty much wherever. And, oh, yeah, I almost forgot to mention, we got uh, Bud Jeffries contacting me the other day. Oh, good. And he's going to do a big, uh, what he called Outlaw Strength Challenge later this year and we're going to be part of that also with our bringing up the mason and clubs for that nice and uh so you know it's 
two great guys, uh, you know, Bud, Bud and I go back to like 2004 yep. and, uh, you know, he's a, he's a real innovator and he's a, you know, he's a renegade. He doesn't care what other people do. He just does it. Yep. And Donnie's the same way. Yep. Donnie Jarfadino, you know, Donnie is like, who could take getting injured and turn it into what's now getting to be a multinational business? Absolutely. You know? Yep. Absolutely. You know? so, so uh, that's the kind of people we're talking about today. So that's, yeah. Yeah, that about wraps it up for me, buddy. Okay. Uh, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to number one. Go out to Fiorella Barbell Co., winners and champions also, too. Go out to our Prosperity Conscious page. Check that all out. Get involved. Get invested in here. Also, do go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. This show at the latest will be up Wednesday evening, but I am going to try to get this up tomorrow. Um, I've got a lot going on after this, and we put Beth's show up today. So we'll do. I'll do my damnedest to get this up tomorrow evening at the latest. If not, it will be Wednesday. Um, what else do I want to say? Um don't forget to uh, go out to uh, MotivationMuscle.com, sign up for our free newsletter. Also, too, get in here on MotivationMuscle.com and start investing in a company that is going to be gigantic. It's growing leaps and bounds every day, and we will get there, believe me. As I said, this will be a national radio show. Also, too, uh, let's see our YouTube channel. Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. If there's a show you'd like Frank and I to do, Fiorella Barbell at NICAP.R.com. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. We thank everybody for that. Um, We are on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We are on AHA Directory, which is AHA. You can get us in your car 24-7. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words to inspire My mom, when we were kids, would always say, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You don't know what people are dealing with. And in today's world, more so. Also, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. Paul Thor, that's for you, brother. Thank you for everything. And hello from all of us at M&M. Paul lives in Wales. If you go out to um, Etched in Stone, you'll see him plenty on there. Also to um, also to Gary Taylor, anybody that knows the great world's strongest man. I know he lives in Wales. Paul's tried to do some things. If he listens, we want you on here. So get a hold of us, please. I'd love to have you on Eminem. Um, let's see. The great Hoose of Steel Crusher Stone says in blood red domination. We dominate the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem from the beginning, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave, brother, higher and wider. Um, let me think. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. We lost him last month, four years to cancer. I miss John like you wouldn't believe. John would walk every patient to the door, open it, keep smiling. Keep smiling. I'm telling you, 
it will shift everything that's going on. Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Join the Etched in Stone page. Join Etched in Stone for kids. Be part of the family. Push these shows out all over the place. We need you. And you need us. Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you and we got your back. And before I sign off with Frank, you're all winners, you're all champions, and you're all unstoppable. And I always add this at the end, you are all genius. Believe me when I say that. Start thinking like this. And people that say anything else, it's time to say goodbye. We don't need put-down artists. I can take constructive criticism, but if you're going to try to tear me in half, I wouldn't advise that because you're going to get a nasty response all the time. So rather than get involved with those things, go out and do your own thing. Go out and be the man or woman you want to be. And you don't have to quit your daytime job. Start implementing it while you have income coming in if that's the case. But I'm telling you, you can do great things. Frank, always an honor. I thank you. You've been with me for a long, long time. You've been a great friend, not only to me, even the show. You are a brother and a family member. And it's always an honor to have you on, sir. Uh, thank you again, Eric. Likewise, buddy. It's, uh, it's always uh, innovative and entertaining. And, uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. But um, I appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime, sir. Um, as I said, uh, this show will be up either tomorrow night or Wednesday night. Um, remember this, the world's asking something from you, go out and do it because it will come back to you tenfold. Let me tell you, you're going to love what you're going to become. So for Frank DeMeo, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. Frank and I will talk to you next month. We got the best of the best here and I'm a very fortunate, grateful man. Believe me, I love what I do. Can you say that? I love what I do. If you can't, change it. Have a great week. And Frank and I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.